Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard4wrestling. Email us questions and complaints, like how loud my mute button is, or how loud I was in the last two episodes, at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. Sad weekend in Philadelphia, but the chicken man ate 40, didn't he? The chicken man saved the weekend, coming to you live election night here in Montgomery County. <laughs> the commercials are over. We've made it. We made it. Doug Mastriano is terrible. <laughs> we were just reviewing some of the propaganda that's handed out to local election places. So having a good time here at my girlfriend's uh, childhood bedroom as everybody else eats dinner. And I'm, I recorded my wrestling podcast like most cool adults do. Yeah, she's quite the uh, geography nut. I see a map up on the wall. Yeah, one of those uh, cool maps you can scratch off. Everywhere you've been to, you can see we've, we've been to that many places. So yeah, Very good. Well done. Chris, how are you? I had, um, what did I say, four Novocaine needles, three, two nerve blockers, and a bunch of other stuff shot in my face yesterday. Just from watching AEW? Just from watching <laughs> AEW. Uh, so my, uh, my uh, oral, root no, oral, my oral tendons, my oral ligaments are very sore. Now, I just had a filling down, but I was sensitive, I guess. So what are you going to do? I actually got to do that tomorrow. Dentist? Yeah, I, I I broke a tooth. Nobody cares about this shit. I broke a tooth for the Friday night of the NLCS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, love it. I'm fucking going to this game. So I at like three o'clock I went to the dentist, and he's like, "We got to pull it now." And I'm like, "I'm supposed to go to the Phillies game in three hours." And he's like, "Well, if I was you, I would uh, get the tooth pulled and then get very drunk." I was like. Don't have to tell me twice, doctor. So <laughs> I got that tooth pulled. Then I had to go back, and uh, turns out I have like four cavities because I didn't go to the dentist for half a decade, which is like one of the dumbest things you could do as an adult mm-hmm. is not go to the dentist. So especially if you have insurance, you got to go if you have insurance. I, know. Yeah, I was I was saying this to Jim earlier before we started. I said when people say like, "Oh, that sucks," got to go to the dentist. I'm like, not when you got insurance and you never used to. It's mm-hmm. a fucking joy. It's crazy. Hey, it's honestly rip, crazy. You want to rip at my mouth? Fucking A. I'm not going to be like, ooh, ooh, in a fucking month with no fucking way of getting it fixed. Mm. Going to the doctors. I actually had to go to the hospital one time. Not – I used to, I had to go to the hospital one time because it, my, I had an infection in my tooth so bad that my head was swimming. Ooh. And I went in there, and the doctor was like <laughs> – so Is that the medical diagnosis? <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, Eticus I mean, swimicus. You ever you ever have any kind of issues with your equilibrium? No, thankfully. So that's the I mean that's the best way I could describe it is you just kind of get like this, and um, yeah. So when I went in, the doctor's like, apparently that's a big way that junkies get pain medication is by going to the dentist and saying or going to the doctor's ER and saying they have a toothache. And he asked if I wanted something for the pain, and I said, "No, I just need antibiotics." I said, "I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mess around with any of that stuff." And he was like, "Get on back here!" He was all happy. <laughs> he said, "Come on, I'll take care of you right now. Let's get you out of here." Oh, he nice. wrote me a prescription. He was like, "Let me just make sure there's no like, you know, pockets of infection." He's like, "You're fine." He gave me the prescription, and I went over to, um, went over to the uh, the Walgreens, which is down that was down the street. But uh, if you're from Philadelphia, you know what I'm talking about, Broad and Snyder, oh, which boy. is a wonderful corner to go to. But oh. that was the area I lived in at the time. 
And while I was waiting for my prescription to get filled, somebody came in and went to the pharmacist. <laughs> you ready? Can you take my blood pressure? I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I hate to make fun of people there. No, and I love it. And then I went, I looked at her and went, hospital, two doors down. <laughs> like, Dang you're literally you. a block and a half from the hospital, bro. Take a walk. <laughs> Can you, I think I'm having a, the pharmacist is looking at her like, oh, oh, the dude. I sent you that voice Super message. Super dick had to interject himself into the fucking equation. I, I sent you the message from the meat section of the IGA oh, yeah. in Port Regiment. I'm just sitting there just trying to get some sausage, man. I'm making some gumbo, getting some delicious ass uh, sausage for my gumbo. And I hear this guy. Who looked like he looked like a like you ever see one of those like twenty pound bags of beef? It's like a loose sausage. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like I'll vote for him once he gets up there. He's gonna run. He's gonna close down the borders, and that's gonna stop the inflation, and then all the prices will go down. So if you want to figure out what, what's wrong with the global economy, head to the meat section of the IGA in Port Richmond. You'll get all the answers. This guy had it all figured out. I forget that people still just talk politics. Everyone I'm, I know is so disgusted with it. Every once in a while you run into someone that wants to talk about politics, and you're just like, what? It's absurdity at this point. You have a, like, Do you really I, care at this point? We can't do anything about it. Go we're vote. We're all fucked. Go vote, y'all. This is the second election in a row where I've had the choice between a, a cable TV meme and a guy that can't complete a sentence. The, the, <laughs> these are the choices. These are the choices. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I guess I won't take the, the least. I'll take the least evil of the options. Thank you very much. <laughs> I guess. I got stuff in the mail. Let's see it. You ready? All right, first. Well, let me do the math in my head. One hundred thousand yen. This cost me. Minus shipping. I got my Suzu Suzuki and my Risa Sarah action figures. I don't know if you could see them. Kind of hard to see. Look at that. Signed, of course. Interesting boxes. Yeah, they're cool little boxes. I want to open them, Chris. You know I do. Dying to open them. And do it. Well, because I don't know. <laughs> they were very expensive. No, it's actually them? sealed. Like it's sealed for. It's got a hermetic seal on it almost. That's why you got to get two of each. Yeah. One to open, yeah. one to save. You see how much I spent? I wasn't going to spend it twice. How much were they? Just tell me. It was a it was was a hundred dollars for two of them. That's five hundred piece. They're five hundred dollars a piece, brother. I don't know whether I should bring this, which just happened up or not. <laughs> Wait, let me 500 a piece? Yes, they are. Holy shit, dude. Three, well, they were five. it would be 500 if it was one-to-one. One. It was $350 a piece. Because the yen stinks right now. Is that what you spent on there? Yep. He's a maniac. Maniac for those toys. Hey, man. I spent $300 hours on ru- Little Rugby. Weren't you buying digitized chimps at one point? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. are you talking about, maniac? <laughs> we all have our vices, my friend. We all have our, we all vices, have our my vices, friend. <laughs> 
Chris, go ahead. What did you buy? What were you, what did oh, you no, I didn't for? buy anything. I'll, 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 keep going. I don't want to interrupt you. And Sorry. also, oh, I got this cool little postcard from a wrestler. I donated to some thing that she was running. Yappy from, uh, Ice Ribbon. But I got my first issue of PWI. Look at that. Came in the mail. This is an interesting little magazine. I'm glad I fucking spent the money on it. I got a year subscription. It was super cheap. It was like 60 bucks or something like that. So about one-tenth of what I paid for my toys. Um, it, this is pretty cool, this thing. I mean, like, the list is whatever, but they have some interviews and stuff, and, like, it's colorful, and you got, like, you got all your characters in there and shit. Oh, it's a neat little thing, and, and most interesting, well, some of the jokes are absolutely terrible. I haven't got made it all the way through the ma- magazine. It's very, um, like, mad, it's m- m- less, much less funny than Mad Magazine. Remember, there's, like, Mad Magazine, there was Cracked. And then there was like Funhouse magazine. It was like that level of humor, where it's just not yeah, funny was... at all. But uh, one they doing just... jokes in there? Yeah, they got jokes. Oh, do you want to hear some? Not like joke jokes, but they're like ha ha snarky snark. Let's hear. Yeah, something. give me one. Okay, okay. Um, uh, give me a moment. I'm sorry. So I get to the pages. The comedy writers at, at Pro uh, Wrestling okay. Illustrated. So we got the talk and trash section. Here's a list of the top ten related ten wrestling related items you've been talking about lately, and our gut reaction to each. All right, ready? Number ten. I'm not gonna do them all. Triple H is named Chief Content Officer of WWE. In a related story, Guy Fieri edged out Gordon Ramsay for the job of Chef Content Officer. <laughs> this is good stuff. What are you talking about? Um, how about this? Uh, let's pick another one. None of these are good, by the way. So it's. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a real good one. CM Punk is stripped of the AEW title. This is number four on the list. AEW title amidst reports of a backstage melee. Tony Khan stated he could have to- tolerated a puree, a flambe, or even a creme brulee, but he had to draw the line somewhere. Drop fucking dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, they're not it's like they're funny because they're not funny at all they're terrible where's the punchline but they they're have a right like, you can dude it's like we're kids again you fill it out and you oh, send it into cool. them like you could do your official fan ballot and stuff like that this is a very cool little thing they got their little top 10 list you know you go through each one of the categories you can go through and figure out who your top 10 are they should add, add an advice column where you could write in and be like, I want to go to a Survivor Series, but I don't fit in one seat. What do you think I should do? <laughs> I, have, I have ringworm. I have ringworm on my face. face. Pepperoni. <laughs> Signed, Pepperoni Pete. <laughs> but they got their yeah, they got rankings for all the big companies. Raw, SmackDown, AW, Impact, New Japan, CMLL, Stardom, Independent, whatever Independent means. I guess all the rest. What? How much did that cost you? Um, it was sixty bucks for the year, twelve episodes, twelve so issues. So it's five dollars a month. Yeah, it's nothing. It's fun. It's a good read. Gives you, gives you, yeah. I'm saying it gives you like it's, twenty minutes. Of, that'll go right in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm, my doctor told me I'm not allowed to sit on the toilet and read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because your because your ass bleeds when you sit on the toilet for too long. Hemis? Yeah. The hemis fire up. Well, they say that's a major cause of hemorrhoids. Sitting on the that's toilet. That's a hemi. Because your butthole's open really? like a flower. Hmm. Yeah. 
wonder if that's what my problem well, is. I deposit and I get the fuck out of there. Well, I used to read. Now I don't. Now I just go in there, take a deuce, and then get loose. If you know what I'm saying. Sometimes he just drops a full log on the on the rug that wraps around the toilet, and moves on. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> true story. True story. It's like I got some cool stuff. There you go. Yeah, Chris, you were gonna say something. Nah, we'll save it. Uh, just go ahead. Let's go. It's, All right, let's it's, go. We're we're past this. We're past what we were talking about. We're <laughs> gone too far away. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about some wrestling. Fuck it. Um, AW Rampage. Believe it or not, I caught the first twenty minutes of the show. Orange Cassidy defeated Katsuyori Shibata. Apparently, Shibata said that he wanted to wrestle two people. One was Orange Cassidy. The other one's Brian Danielson. The game is wish. He went in there and he wrestled Orange Cassidy. It was a pretty good damn match. Or a pretty damn good match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, what a surprise. I mean, I'll give AEW credit. Uh, uh, last week, right on time, as we complained about, why do I have to know what's coming every week? We get... Uh, Katsuri Shibata against Orange Cassidy, commentated by Mike Tyson. Oh so my God, I forgot really, about Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, we, I really ate crow on that one because, but that was a spectacle to say the least. The match was fun. Um, my first thought there was, boy, Shibata, you know, big deal, massive moment when he comes out at, at uh, what was it, New Japan pay per view where he appeared? It wasn't Wrestle Kingdom. I'm blanking, but either way. Um, and then he also he's on Rampage. Yeah. Friday night. So what's going on there? Does New Japan not want to use him? Uh, does he does he live over here? And that just happened. I just I thought it was a strange thing logistically that uh, someone that that's that big of a deal to people who care is showing up uh, for his like second match in such a long time on AEW and not even on their main show on their, their sort of Friday night aftermath show. It's kind of, that is a good question to ask. Is that so Shibata? has wrestled what twice in new Japan in the last three years, but he wants to wrestle twice, but he wrestled orange Cassidy of all people here. I mean, it kind of speaks, it kind of speaks, kind of speaks to orange Cassidy as a wrestler that a lot of these guys want to wrestle him. Maybe he's safe. They know he's a pro. You know what I mean? You're putting him in the same breath as Daniel, Brian Danielson, but uh, yeah, he is in the United States. He's based in LA for the, okay. uh, for La Dojo, LA Dojo. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's easier to travel just to wherever the hell they were. I don't know where they were last week. I didn't really pay attention. Dude, this was in Atlantic City, I was going to say. Oh, AC, too, that's right. I'm like, fuck, we were right there, like, compared I, to what we get at the Lyacor Center. Yeah. That would have been a, that would have been at least a lot more interesting had we gone to that. Not that, you know, Chris and I have made our trips to, to AC for some shit. I don't know if AEW would ever be worth it. No, uh, one other it funny AC? Probably Boardwalk Hall. I feel like Greg, that's, that's that right, right, yeah. right in their zone, the 10,000 seats. Um the other funny thing I I was going to bring up one of the uh, other wrestling podcasts I I checked out because I wanted to see like a live does does anybody know about Shibata here uh, a, a woman genuinely reported uh, that his brain got removed from his head as if it was real news like you could see that I like when these people like I know that I don't know that much about Shibata I, and I'm I, half of these reporters and people in the public probably don't either especially like uh, younger people but, but they'll never admit that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want. This is why I'm going to look into this, and the, yeah, I got the perfect uh, example of that. There, where a, a person is explaining to to other people that you know his brain actually got removed from his head. <laughs> Frankenstein, as per yeah. Dave Meltzer, by the way. Chris, thoughts on everything. So, uh, yeah, um, I mean, to Brandon's point, or I guess opposite of Brandon's point, that if you hadn't advertised this and it just showed up. 
wouldn't you think that your fan base would say, holy shit, i got to watch this show. Look what happens when I don't watch. Right. The I surprise factor next week. we complained about last week actually happened. Now, we knew because it was out there already because on right. Wednesday. But the people that went to the show on Wednesday probably had no idea he was going to be there. Right. Um, AEW has gotten to a point where I'm so disinterested in everything and everyone that's involved in it that I really didn't give a shit. Um, it's cool. I like Shibata. But, yeah, I mean, I don't care. I really don't. Um, I, I, I'm like, it, I almost have like a level of dread with AEW because I don't care now. And it's only a matter of time before the three people that I care the least about in professional wrestling that are on a main stage come back. And, you know, it's just, I, they're doing nothing to, to really, to really bring me in. The only thing that I'd probably be excited involving, I mean, I'm sure you can name some things, uh, but if I think off the top of my head, the only thing I can think of that involves an AEW wrestler, um, it isn't even happening in AEW, and it's staying tagging up with the Great Muda. Uh, you know, other than that, I, 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 there's nothing on that television show that even remotely makes me want to watch it. I've halfway opened up Reese's sir, by the way. Oh, let's go. I didn't tear the sticker. Stickers. I peeled the sticker back. <laughs> you gonna sell them at some point? You never know. Yeah, I mean, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. You know, look behind me if you're watching on video. I open fucking shit all the time. Yeah. The only reason I have stuff in the packages is because I like the artwork. Yeah, these boxes you know? are pretty I mean, cool. that's they the only reason fun. I have it. I have a uh, a really cool um, G.I. Do- Joe does a classified series. They're uh, six-inch figures. Come with a ton of weapons. You can store them all in there. They're pretty cool. They're really articulated. One of the better action figure lines that comes out right now. And I got they, – they put out four, I believe, on old-school cards, but they're real big. And I mean, they're they're I guess um, almost like proportionately sized to the original figures, card wise. And the art is fantastic. It's the original Hector Garrido art, and uh, I have one of them. That's the only thing I don't really open. This thing's where the card art is cool. So have fun with it. Let it breathe. Yeah, I opened it up, and well, I haven't opened the whole thing, but just looking through. Let the girl breathe. The mini bubble that she's in. Like, this is fucking well done. This is, yeah. fuck, it looks just Let me like see. a tiny version of Risa Sarah. She's even got, she's got her fucking hardcore gear on, her deathmatch gear on. Yeah, that's badass. Know, you can tell there, it's fucking rad, dude. Her I, sleeves, listen. like, her arm sleeves have tiny little soccer and flowers all over it. I would open it. That's oh, just God, I don't think I can not. It looks so cool. Yeah. She's got her toe you'll, shoes on and everything. This is fucking. You'll right. never sell it. I'm never selling this. Just, thing. just keep the box though, because you have the autograph box. But yeah, I store all that stuff. There was like those little circular stickers too. If you take them off, well, you can kind of put that back on and say you don't sell it for five years. That little glue starts to die yeah, anyway, right. and they kind of look the same as if you just sealed it and stuck it back. They got it stapled in here too, which is pretty shitty. But yeah, get a staple remover, pop them yeah, out. I'm gonna. I'm not doing it right now. Though. Take your time. All right. Well, so that's my that's my review of pretty much all things AEW right now because it's just like this impending dread of the crew coming back. If they do, we don't fucking know if they are. I mean, I just I don't know. I kind of have a feeling they will. Yeah, they're definitely coming back. You know, and someday you're gonna see the gimmick boys and fucking all the things that made it so that DDP couldn't get over. 
is what they do. Right? Cigar, sunglasses, mink coat, leather coat on top of the mink coat, two girls on each arm, dudes, headbands, spangly things, Nikes, guy with spray can behind him. It's like, how many fucking gimmicks do you want? The only person that can get away with doing that many gimmicks is fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And look where he always was on the card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Their fans love him. Did you watch the rest of the card, though, Randy? I did not. No, I, I was just going to say you know, to Chris's point, and like, look, I feel the exact same. I'm not, I don't mean, I don't disagree with, with Chris, um, but I, I said this a while ago. Sometimes AEW kind of reminds me of that late 90s, like WCW Nitro, where you're just like, what the fuck is going on on this mm-hmm. show? And there's something, like, some credit to be given to that, where even though I'm disinterested, I like I had a friend that doesn't watch wrestling happen to be watching it and text me like, who is this Shibata guy? Mike Tyson's on. This is fucking an interesting TV show for sure. Mike so, Tyson. Was, I'll give them that. Mike Tyson was fucking awesome on there. He was absolutely incoherent. He sounded like a fucking maniac. He's like, he, yeah, he was he saying won. stuff that didn't make his, any sense. His, 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 we didn't call him the abominable stretch, he called it. Dude, he, he ruled. There's something about him. That when he gets around wrestling, he loses his mind. Yeah, it's great. There's he's an like interview a out fan. there. He, he's a gigantic fan. There's an interview where they're at a signing, and it's him and, you know, I, I guess eventually they come together. Like, he comes over to introduce himself to Superstar Billy Graham. And Superstar Billy Graham, at, at one point, you start to get the sense that he's trying to pull himself out of this conversation. So, like, when you're a superstar Billy Graham and the most famous boxer in the history of boxing comes out, right, the most dominant performer of all time comes out and he wants to meet you, right, and you have to eventually start to extricate yourself forcefully from the situation, when do you, like, that's got to be a bit of a letdown for you. Right. Like, oh man, I met Mike Tyson. Jesus Christ. He's such a mark. I mean, just in any situation, right? Like, you know, you're talking to somebody and you're like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then about two, a minute into the conversation, you're like, oh, this was a bad fucking idea. I got to get out of here and you just can't. Me, I just turn around and walk away mid sentence. I don't give a shit. But, you know, some people have fucking emotions that are anything but not just negative. So they like kind of feel bad for people. I don't. So I only just I only did that when I was talking to women that I didn't want to talk to anymore. Just <laughs> turn my back on and walk away. It's a very compassionate man back then. It feels there. good. It does feel good to do that. Just extradite, extradite yourself in the situation. Like, I this had a girl's friend a mark. Time. I got to get away from her. I had a friend one time. A girl approached him in a club and wanted to talk to him. And he got an inch from her face and started talking to her in a fake Russian accent. <laughs> and I saw this from 10 feet away, and I knew and could hear what he was <laughs> doing. I don't think I ever laughed at anything <laughs> that hard in my entire fucking life. I'm destined to get the Reese's out of this package before the end of this podcast. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll take a break. No, so you can get a little exacto plot, peel those staples out. Nah, it's, it's all good. Um, let's see. What will we talk about first? Let's talk about Stardom and Hiroshima. How about that? We'll talk about that? Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, Stardom had a big show in Hiroshima. We're not going to talk about the whole thing. But uh, Natsuka Tora lost to Tommy Hayashi, which we waited for. I didn't make you guys watch that, but if you did watch it, it was a pretty damn good match. Uh, Tommy went off the top rope and did a splash with a rose in her mouth. It was pretty rad. She also... Took a bump to the outside on 
you know, she was thrown into the ring post, and she flew into that fucking thing. <laughs> like there, it was padded. She went flying into that thing. It was amazing. Very good match. Go check it out. I did not watch uh, Mayu Watani versus the Alpha Female because I do not want to see the Alpha Female. But I did watch two matches, and I did recommend two matches on this. First of all, was we'll talk about the series match first. Wonder of Stardom title. Siri, the champ, faced Micah. We are in this holding pattern. New Japan Pro Wrestling also does this after their big tournament. We know what the end of the year match is going to be. It's going to be Julia versus Siri. So we get in this holding pattern where the champs have to defend against people they lost to in the tournament. Now, that does kill some of the suspense, some of the, oh, this person might win. But it also establishes for next year's cycle on who will be pushed. So like in the Utami match, Natsuka Tora, she put it over a lot. She got put over for a lot of offense. She's going to be a big deal next year. You can tell. So uh, Siri faces Micah. Micah got most of the offense in this match. This is a pretty damn good match. Siri out Siri her like she always does. Brandon thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Siri is, uh, you know, as enjoyable to watch as anybody on, on this show for me. And, um, this week I was being pretty excited to do the podcast. Not that I'm I'm not always, but spoiler alert: we watch New Japan too and uh, Stardom, and we had we've done some talking about how you know we don't need this much content every week from these companies. I think he just got it out. He saw a little smile on Jimmy's face there. Oh, there it is. Holy um, but I was like, yeah, this is the first time for Stardom, I was like genuinely excited to watch it, especially just a, a small dose two matches like this. Uh, Siri was fantastic, and I'm, you know, I'm still holding out for this potential Siri versus Julia. Holy shit, who the fuck is going to win match that, that's coming? And Mike looked really good along the way, you know, as good as any of them. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, Jimmy kind of stole all. I mean, you didn't really, but you stole my 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 whole commentary was pretty much based on Siri out Siri there. Um, you know, but it was a banger. I'm excited to see, see Siri with my t- tag up with my new favorite pro wrestler, Filthy Tom Waller. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about be, that card. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. But this was good, man. Good match. I really enjoyed this. This was, uh, you know, Siri out Siri and somebody. She does that a lot, which is cool. You That's know? her she's thing. The, she's the thing. That's we her talked thing. about she, it before. Where's where she down and she beats you? She really has she, that next gear there, which is right. her, her last bit of her tank that she can kind of pull out and you're just like okay this is the other girl's now broken and she's sort of fine sorry continue Jim. no that's okay so we we saw it when she faced uh, azumi in the one match where azumi was running all over the place and jumping off things and siri just kicked the legs out from under her it was all downhill from azumi for that from for azumi from that uh risa sarah was the same thing where she tried to hardcore match her or she was out wrestling. No, she tried to pro wrestle Siri. Siri was striking her, taking her down, putting her in submission moves, and then Risa Sarah dragged her outside and then started attacking her outside. Eagled it out, and then she out Siri out Siri'd fucking Risa Sarah and ended up. Uh, they had to throw in the towel. This is what she does. This is what makes her great. Is that she's so well rounded as a striker and a submit, you know, submission wrestler in real life. As well as in, you know, she's a successful UFC fighter, five and one record. That's success in my fucking book. Hey, listen, she made it to the UFC. That's successful That's huge. UFC fighter to begin with. Right. Doesn't matter what your record is. Yeah. Right. So she she is a real deal, and she portrays it in professional wrestling with the flair of a professional wrestler, and that's the reason why she's on top. And she proved it in this fucking match. 
They, yeah, this was very cool. This is a very cool match. Any final thoughts on this, Brandon? Yeah, when do you think we're getting the? I mentioned the Julia versus Siri. How far away do you think we are from uh, that? Or, the, or is that we do have a date for it, but it is not listed. I'm using um, I use fucking cage match, which isn't exactly the most accurate. I believe it's the 30th of December. Okay, that's their big year end show. It's usually right be, right after Christmas they have something. So that's our. I would say that's now the the number one like the thing I'm looking forward to the most in pro wrestling. Yeah, this should be insane. This match should be insane. I'll tell you, we're going to talk about it in a minute. It's more, it's it's got me more hyped to watch that than I am for Jay White and fucking Kazuchi Okada. That's for sure. This uh this Siri versus fucking Julia match is going to be absolutely bonkers, and I cannot wait for it. We're going to allow a lot of emotions again. But uh, not to be outdone. Now this came on before this match, and it kind of there was a Sort of a lull. And it took me a little while to get back into the Siri match. Saya Kamitani defended her title against Mina Shirakawa. Um, now, this was another example where Mina Shirakawa was a big underdog. But leading up to this match, up to the show, and they did a little package beforehand. If You, did, you didn't have to watch every fucking match. Shirakawa has pinned her sub- and submitted her at every single one of their meetings leading up to this. So they were building to it. And she was like posting all these videos. And she's been doing this for years. This has got to be one of the most improved fucking professional wrestlers on the planet in the last fucking three years. She has been putting these videos online where she's learning how to, she's taking, you know, she's taking a, a Muay Thai kicking by, you know, classes. She's been doing jujitsu for years now. So she's been working this into her thing. So she's not just comedy booby re- a wrestler anymore. She goes after your legs. She effectively uses a fucking figure four leg lock, which we talk about it. It's not used effectively anymore. She uses it to wear people down. It's fucking good. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, um, on that or the match altogether, I don't, I don't want the match altogether. Oh well, in the end, we got we got a pretty nasty fucking ending to it. Uh, Saikami Tani selling the leg like a fucking champ goes to the top rope. She does the uh, Phoenix Splash. She lands kind of awkward the first time around, and then she goes up for a second one, and what looks like a sweeping heel catches Shirakawa into her jaw and smashes her bottom teeth into her mouth. Mm-hmm. Her face is bloodied. <laughs> It's pretty fucking gnarly looking. And then she does a huge uh, post-match promo, a fucking heartfelt post-match promo with her teeth just like mangled and blood and her face is all fucking swollen. The shit was gnarly. But, man, she's a fucking baby face now if she wasn't before. Go ahead. Yeah, if I was smarter, I would have uh, made a reference this earlier when we for some reason started the podcast talking about the dentist Jeez. because I have a feeling she is going to be uh, – having some oral surgery in the near future if she hasn't already. This was a, a you know, one of the more compelling matches to me since I've watched, started this podcast because I was really getting sucked into it. And I was, uh, before that had happened, I I'd even thought like, you, you, you know, with every promotion or wrestling in general, when people, I'm sorry, there's dogs barking if you hear them, but uh, okay. with every promotion that's in general, the dog like, in you, brother. That's the dog in me. Yeah. Um, you're like, uh, if, if you want to watch WCW, you know, check out the uh, electric chair match. That's that's their best work. Uh, <laughs> if you, um, and I was just like, boy, if I had to, was going to tell someone to watch Stardom, this was, you know, as it was happening, this would be at the top of my list. I was that into it. She goes for that that move the second time. That didn't. She couldn't really pull off the first time. And uh, holy fuck, she just basically crushes the bottom half of her head with her like knee foot. And I think Shurikawa kicks out. I don't know if she was completely concussed or, or was trying to stay with it. I thought, just thought that was ridiculous. I was almost concerned at that point. 
Um, I only mentioned that just to be like, this match, I hope it isn't defined by that moment because it was that entertaining beforehand despite the, the massive injury. And then uh, that press conference that you mentioned, I think she says, like, why does – they have subtitles for it. And she's like, why does everything I, lo- I want have to hurt so much or something like that? And she's crying. There's that dark blood coming out of her mouth. Not just like this razor blade cut stuff, like real. Oh my God, my you just crushed half of my jaw. Um, just brutal, brutal stuff. You know, hate to see that for her, but boy, for the story, does it work? Yeah, it's um. She had suffered, I believe it was two years ago. She got a pretty bad broken nose too, and a very freak accident. It wasn't anything. It was like something that was going on outside the ring, and she just caught something and broke her nose pretty bad. And she was out for a while there for. So this all ties into it. You know what I mean? Chris, thoughts? I really can't follow Brandon up. I think he nailed it. There's not really much I have to say. I mean, Kamatani gets her head spot. I mean, this whole this match was filled with a lot of owl. You know, uh, Kamatani got, I think she got her head, she got her head spiked on a DDT off the top rope. At oh, one that was point, awesome. She was pretty fucking gnarly. I will go back to what you said before. Mina, Mina Shirakawa working the working the lower body to set up a figure four instead of just, you know, going for it in the middle of the ring to get attention, for lack of a better way to say it. I mean, there was some story behind why she what she was doing, setting it up. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this was a rough one. Hell of a match. The spots that were, uh, you know, the knee to the head or the foot to the head at the end of the match, that was a little cringe. Only because of the you know aftermath of it, but fucking man, way to get somebody into some shit. I mean, this was good. It's you know, and watching it, and I watched it twice because I was that enthralled by this fucking match. Um, it's a long one too. I think it's a good thirty minutes. Um, there's something about dude. I don't know if it's her, her background in dance or whatever it is, but Saikamitani, man, she really gets it. You know what I mean? Like pro wrestling. She gets it. She comes out the way she looks. It's over the top. It's theatrical. Her fighting stance at the beginning of the match, where she's got her shoulders squared and everything, and she's standing there with her hands down, and she looks at her opponent. The way she sold the fucking leg the entire match, I'll say that she was selling it on the fucking Phoenix Splashes, and that's what fucked her up. Maybe she took it a little too far. I don't care. This is fucking... This is supposed to be a con- like a fake combat sport. People are going to get hurt for real once in a while. Or else you're just going through the motions and, you know, uh, good on all of them. I hope it never happens again. But, man, it fucking really put home that Mina Shirakawa was the fucking baby face in all of this. She was the underdog throughout this whole match, and she dominated for most of it. And this whole card from top to bo- bottom, and I said it earlier, the person facing the champs, the person facing the dominant person looked like they, like, okay, we have a solid mid card. And going forward, they can be maybe believable, a little bit more believable in this show, but believably could beat someone. Like down the line, Micah, she, if Micah goes against Siri again, which, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of your show. Micah goes against Siri. I have, she's now faced her a bunch of times. Micah's adding, she adds more moves as Siri did. She added more moves to her moveset. Micah's adding more moves to her moveset, and she's getting better. Mina Shirakawa's changed her entire game with the figure four leg lock. That fucking double arm DDT from the top row was fucking amazing, or second row, wherever it was. Yeah, this is a great fucking the last couple of the last couple of matches on this fucking show were fucking great, man. This is a good weekend for fucking pro wrestling. Final thoughts on the show, Brandon? 
It was, yeah. Not to harp on the injury, but when you first start watching stardom, you're like, these girls are just flying. And uh, over time, you just get desensitized to it a little bit. So not that you ever want that to happen, but when it does, it just... It, you know, it's sobering to like, holy shit, somebody misses by a quarter of a second and this girl's head is crushed. They're, they are not laying off on any of this stuff. Chris, final thought? Nah, you can move on. Let's go. So coming out of this, um, guys, side commentary wins. She says, guess what? I'm facing Kyrie. You uh, you still owe me a match. So side commentary and Kyrie are fighting. Uh, November 19th, they're fighting. This is a match that we were waiting for in the summer. Kyrie, I don't know what happened. Oh, she ended up getting COVID, right? Injury or COVID? One or the other. I think it was an injury. Yeah, it was an injury or COVID. And um, uh, series got Julia, so that's not in that. That's not that that show. But yeah, we were. Uh, we've got some pretty heavy fucking matches coming. So we'll talk about New Japan, then we'll talk about the uh, the crossover show. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about New Japan for now. You know what? We'll talk about the crossover show. So. New Japan, uh, stardom, historic crossover, announced for the show. So the night before, we got <laughs> we get Sayakamitani versus uh, Kyrie, And then the very next night, Kyrie against Mayu Iwatani for the New Japan or the IWGP Women's Tournament final match, which is the main event of a New Japan show. First time it's ever happened. Women's main event. Thoughts, Brent? Yeah, I, this is pretty nuts. I, I one thing I thought was interesting. I, I forget where I, I, if this was Twitter or somewhere else, but we're we're in Hiroshima for the fucking uh, Stardom show. Yeah, Hiroshima. And how many people were there? I, I saw it, it was like fourteen hundred or something. It was almost as much as when New Japan was there. And it's, it's, I think it's interesting to me, like how big Stardom has gotten. I don't know the capacity of that room or, or whatever, but the fact that they were almost drawing at a venue the same as New Japan shows you how big that they've gotten. And uh, it, it took that for New Japan to, to, to do this. Not that I'm not, uh, not to make a bigger point out of that, but it should be interesting when it happens. Like, yeah, there's as many people excited about these Stardom uh, matches as New Japan as some of these things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean they're they're the second biggest, you know when it comes to drawing power, the second biggest company in Japan uh, besides New Japan. Yeah, 1045 was the attendance. I don't know what the uh, capacity is. 1040, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. But it, it, it's interesting that they were able to get that many people there. Yeah. Chris, let's... I think that the, the uh, sales of bone bags all over Japan are going <laughs> through the roof over the next few I got months. got so bone bags. Did you know bone bags, Day? Bone bags... Today was Opie Day in Japan. Does that translate to bone bag? That translates to boob day. There's titties oh. all over my feed. It was fantastic. Bone bag titty on the feed. There you go. <laughs> bone bag. All right, let's go through the show. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about that. We get a bunch of young boys that are fighting. Uh, we get a pre-show stardom Rambo, which is always a riot. How about this match? Eight-man tag match. Chaos, Leo Rush, Tomohiro Ishii, oh, Io and Yoshihashi versus the House of Torture, Dick to Go, Evil Show, and Yujiro Takahashi. Brandon, thoughts? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't have any, but I will say 
I don't know if we're covering this, but that big tag team match they had with Dick to go grab and oh, oh we're going to talk about it. Okay, oh, we're going to okay. talk about it. We're going to talk so about like, it. Oh, maybe this could be fun. Let's. Well, we're going to talk about. It. No Leo Rush. It doesn't get you excited. I I, I like Leo I never Rush. minded Leo Rush. Lashley, Lashley. He's pretty good. I he just quits all the time. He quits every company he's in, and then like, oh, I mean, they didn't know what to do with me. It's like, okay, is he man. good? He is good. If he was so good, they would do something with him. Right. They don't know what to do with him, so he quits every time. If he's so fucking good, <laughs> then they would do something I with do him. Like he's it. another one. He's a Jonathan Gresham. He's five foot fucking tall. Yeah, Who is he going to wrestle? It makes it believable small. that he can beat up. Right. I think they're like the uh, like a slot receiver in the NFL. Where forever they're just useless, and then all of a sudden somebody uses them well, and it blows up, and it's like they catch like two I balls. I mean, he's fucking like, to me. He's objectively entertaining. He is. He's fun. It's, just, it's subjective, but to me, it's like how could you not find this entertaining? Right. How about this? Yeah, Six, I, go ahead, Chris. Once you once you've seen that guy do that, then you've seen everybody that's ever done what he does. I like all that. The time. I like the way he does that counter run into the ropes. I'm a big fan of Leo Rush. Yeah, I think he's trash. Okay. <laughs> I we think he's. Disagree. Let me rephrase. I don't find him entertaining. Okay. I'm not going to say he's trash because he's athletic as fuck. It's just not my cup of tea. And when they don't know how to use him, he fucking pitches a fit and quits. That's my big problem with him is that he always quits whenever things like, are a little rough. It's I mean, almost like good for him. They, he gets hired other bring, places. Right, but here's the thing. When was the last time you seen him wrestle between now and when he left AEW? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, eventually people go, don't hire him. I think he's unstrong. I think he's unstrong. That's why he's in the show. To me, the the bottom of pro wrestling is like the Jay Lethal type guys. When you see them come in, especially if you're at a show, that's where I'm like this. There couldn't possibly be entertaining. But if you're especially if you're at it and you're seeing Leo Rush fly all over the place, that to me stands out. Right. But you're looking at Jay Lethal now. Like, he was actually, like, an important player. I mean, for impact. I mean, you got to take that with a grain of salt. But he was an important and ring of honor. But he was an important player for a number of years. And then worked himself into a position to where he is the guy that shows up. And you're like, oh, God, Jay Lethal. But he's doing shit for these people behind the scenes. So they give him a match on the card. Mm. I just mean that body type. Like, the the bigger guy that doesn't have the personality. Like, if yeah. you're talking about, oh, anybody that does, uh, does those moves is boring because you've seen it before. That... Leo Rush type isn't where I get that feeling. It's with a different type of guy. I don't see I I don't see that dude in any match where it's believable that he would win. Like how many times did you pull off the sneaky win? I mean, like it's believable he can pull off the sneaky win, but it's like how many times do you do that before that's like, oh, okay, we're doing this. I mean, Rey Mysterio made a career out of it. Rey Mysterio is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Okay. Leo Rush might get there. You never know. Yeah, he'll never, like, he never. I think he's like 25. I proclaim it now. He never will. He'll never get to Rey Mysterio's level. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I, for, I forget I to watch pro wrestling but to see who could win. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Six-man tag match. Queen's Quest. Queen's Quest. Azumi, Lady C, and Sayakamitani against Donna Del Mond. Himika, Mai Sakurai, and Thakura. So you see what we're doing here. We're doing six man, eight man, other everybody's taking a turn. But then we get to the juicy stuff. Mixed tag match. Now they've okay, we're gonna talk about it in a minute. It's the WWE rules for mixed tag. Women must face women, men fu- must face men. Siri and Tom Lawler, UFC vets, Siri and Tom Lawler versus Julia and Zack Saber Jr. Zack Saber Jr. being British, 
Julia having a British mother at some point. The Heathrow <laughs> connection. Yes. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this is definitely going to be fun. Uh, that's all that I have. Is like, like, let's go. Finally, something interesting. I want to hear Julia speak English. I've only heard her say hello and give me money in English before. I've never seen I want to see her talking to Zack Sabre Jr. It should be fun. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, this will be fun. Two of the more charming tag teams, right? Yeah, got to be. Like, they're fun in and out of the ring. This should be good stuff. Oh, we're going to talk about Zack Sabre Jr. in a minute. How about this one? Okay, now this is where... They had a press conference, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And in the press conference, I watched some of it. It's in Japanese, but you can get the gist. We got Black Desire, which is Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid, are teaming with Suzuki Goon Doki, or Doki, however you want to pronounce it. I call him Doki, <laughs> and El Desperado, versus Meltier, which is Natsupoi and Tom Nakano, and Suzuki Gun team of Taichi and Yoshinobu Karanamaro. So they had this... Um, this press conference, uh, first of all, Kanemaru without hair product looks fucking weird. His hair is really flat and straight, which was bizarre. Um, also, Momo and Starlight Kid have already said to El Desperado and Doki, they're like, um, I heard the rules are we're not supposed to hit the men. Like, what's that all about? Well, and, and Desperado's like, well, the referee's going to, you'll get in trouble, but we'll figure it out. We'll do something behind the scenes. We'll, we'll figure something out. Nobody will say it. Momo already has called out Tai Chi and was like, I can outkick him. I want to go head-to-head with him in kicking. I'll teach him how to do a real kick. So this is going to be fucking hot, this match, I think. Inter- it, it's And the two Suzuki guns uh, teams going against each other should be fun. Brandon, thoughts? Nice, yeah. I hope that they do do that with Dookie. Um, otherwise, this card's going to run out of legs pretty quickly. There's only so much that can be done to hold eight entertaining eight-man matches. Eight-person matches. Yes, it doesn't make any sense, but it'll be fun. Why are the Suzuki Gun guys wrestling each other? Filling in the card, brother. This makes no fucking sense. You put some fucking effort into it. Isn't it very pro wrestling to be like, if we're going to do the show, everyone must appear instead everyone of just having like seven good cards. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Mixed tag match. Tanahashi and Utami versus Hiroki Goto and Micah. So you got the... the uh, I guess the two handsome characters with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Utami Hayashida versus uh, Hiroki Goto and Micah, two people that kind of look like samurais that lose all the time. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, if you're a mixed tag guy, I guess we're in, we're in mixed tag heaven here. I don't know that I am, though. Again, another one, charming teams, that have, um, fitting matches, but I have a feeling at this point I'm going to be like, man, I've had about enough of this card. All right, Chris, save your comments for the next one. Ten-man tag match. But by the way, I already paid for it. I'm renting it. So, Ten-man tag match. Los Ingobernables de Japón versus the United Empire, which the United Empire is Francisco Akira, Gideon Gray, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP. Who the fuck? Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis are uh, Aussie, Aussie Open. Chris Lutz. <laughs> I'm completely uninterested in this whole thing. Hold on, we're we're not there yet. Hold on. No, 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 no. Six no. man tag match. Hold on. Fuck. Six man tag match. Team Chaos, Kazuchiko Kata, and Toriyano, and the Great Muda versus the United Empire of Aaron Hanare, oh, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb is supposedly injured, which we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. You know, we're okay. not we're not obligated to do a, a certain amount of time here, Jim. We could we don't have to go through every match. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about the women's match, though. We get Mayu Iwatani versus Kyrie in the uh, that's tournament final match, and then we will talk about the U.S. title match in a second. Headlining. Two women headlining a New Japan match. This should be awesome. We've been waiting for Kyrie versus Mayu Iwatani, I think, since they came back. Shall we move on to the New Japan, then? Because I do want to come back to this. Final thoughts. What's the date on that before we move on? That is the 20th. Death day. New day, death day. The day of death. I will be watching live. I'll be hanging. I'm gonna work at night. Dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. From any within fucking rope. By your purple belt. Congratulations on that, by the (laughs) way, man. Yes, congratulations. (laughs) I think we did last week, didn't we? But we'll do it again. Congratulations, Chris. All right, Battle Autumn 22 live from Odeon, uh, Edeon Arena in Osaka, Osaka, Japan. That's that place. Uh, let's go to the matches that mattered. Um, New Japan World Television tournament, uh, title tournament semifinal match. Ren Narita versus Sonata. Ren Narita beat Sonata in 14 minutes and 31 seconds. I liked how Sonata was trying to, he was doing all his bullshit and being a bully. And then Ren Narita just flat out beats him. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, 15 minutes is perfect for these guys. I was going to say, like, it, it gives them more of a prompt to to fill into for two wrestlers that are probably not the most interesting to me. Red and Rita getting a push here. This is the first guy uh, since I've been watching where it was like a young lion that's like starting to beat some notable names here. Crowd's getting into it. This looks like a good wrestler. Chris Maybe up. he's uh, the reason why Shabbat is not. That's possible. Not appearing. They got a replacement for him, a younger, non non brain outside of his body surgery. <laughs> replacement for him. Chris thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Ren the Rita gives you something to be excited about with a new person because it's the same old dogs on every card at this point. I did like this though. I like how they uh, English commentary like put over the fact that Sonata was through all his matches has been trying to stretch it out with the the lock, the uh, paradise lock, like stretching it out as far of the 15 minutes as he could. And he did it in this match, too. This is good. It had a good sequence at the end. But how yeah, speaking of, speaking of Jay Lethal, they, they mentioned that Sonata had gone to train with Jay Lethal, so you know where his career is, is headed, right to losing to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Putting over dudes is what he's doing. All right, here we go. New Japan World Television Title Tournament semifinal match. Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Evil with Dick Togo. The official time was 4 minutes and 48 seconds. This shit felt like it was 48 seconds. Evil and Dick Togo come to the ring with one of the young lions. I forget their names. One's Fujita, the other one I don't remember. They got him. They're choking him, right? They bring him down to the ring. Am I remembering this correctly? Yes. They're choking him. They bring him down to the ring because Zack Sabre Jr. has duped him before with the young lion dressed up like a British wrestler. They bring him to the ring. Zack Sabre Jr.'s music hits. Is that Zack Sabre Jr. up there at the top of the ramp? He's got Zack Sabre Jr.'s gear on. He's got a hat that says, I too am ZSJ. Flabbergasted by all this. Dick Togo asks Evil, should I go check? Evil goes, yeah, go check it out. Dick Togo comes down. He's peeking under his hat. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I fucking love this match. He goes up. He's peeking under his hat. 
It's Fuji to this guy. Pulls his hat off. He's got this big, stupid, shit-eating grin on his face. He's like, I got you fooled. Dick Togo is freaking out. You look you look at evil. Evil is exact. He's like exacerbated. How did they do this to me? Zack Sabre Jr. comes in, tries to roll him up. He gets out of it. We're running back and forth. They're beating the shit out of each other. They're beating up the young lions. At one point, Dick Togo's underneath the ring. Zack Sabre Jr.'s in the ring. Evil runs to get in the ring. Her arms come out. Dick Togo thinks evil is Zack Sabre Jr. I laughed my fucking ass off through this whole match. Zack Sabre Jr. defeats evil. This was fucking brilliant. Brandon, thoughts? Agreed, yeah. I mean, cheating idiots, I think, is a perfect spot for for evil and dick togo that him grabbing the wrong guy's legs he's like you got the wrong fucking guy (laughs) (laughs) from under the ring is entertaining and within five minutes uh zach saber jr is the perfect foil for this kind of thing so i don't know that evil's a a great wrestler i don't think he deserves to go much farther than this but uh, in this moment he shined chris thoughts yeah i think anything zach saber jr does is awesome and this just kind of added to that resume I give credit to uh, Evil in this, though, man, because he looked, his face during the whole thing, it was like constant state of <laughs> confused. And you're right, Brandon, you're fucking absolutely right. This is exactly what Evil and Dick Togo should be doing. Just like slapstick stupidness. And earlier in the show, uh, I didn't have you guys watch this, Hikaleo faced Yujiro Takahashi because Carl Anderson, the very money-making, money-drawing, very, very important to New Japan. Carl Anderson is in WWE in Saudi Arabia at the time and can't defend his title. He, uh, Yujiro and Sho attack Hikaleo from behind before the bell rings. Hikaleo gets the upper hand, tells the guy to ring the bell, the guy rings the bell, rings the bell and Yujiro gets choke slammed like the good old 9-11 days. Is that his name? 9-1-1, not 9-11. Don't say 9-11. The fucking FBI will be at my front door. 911 days of uh, ECW and choke slams. Get pulled off YouTube. The beats, beats them in fucking 30 seconds. This was great. Yeah, this is the perfect spot for their crew to be bumbling uh, villains in a uh, old heist movie, tying uh, Ren Narita to the to the tracks while the train's coming. That's what we need. I love it. Final thoughts, this Brandon. Now I'm good. You nailed it. It's good to. Uh... I'm a, I'm a fan of the comedy wrestling match and, and having it not just be Toru coming out and being like, this is our comedy segment. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace, I think. Especially since, and we talked about it last week, especially you, Brandon, you mentioned that this shit could be serious business a lot of times. New Japan, everything's serious business. We get two really solid comedy matches. <laughs> we'll talk about the next one. Uh, tag team match. The impossible tag team match. El Desperado and Master Wado tag up. And defeat Hiromo Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori in another match that I fucking loved. These guys could not get along at all. And I loved every minute of it. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I thought this they played that role very well of the two guys that are... It's like a trope of all tropes in wrestling as a tag team that who knows if they're going to work out together. But they they did it very well here. Um, the only other thing that I'll say is I, you got three guys that have had that one belt for many a time. And I think this was kind of to get Master Wado into the mix, and I'm not sure that I that, that he's ready for that. That guy just looks too stupid for me to ever be like, I could see him being a champion. I did like that El Desperado was, like, bullying him the whole time, especially when he was doing the, uh, like, tag me and pulling his hand away. Tag me, pulling his hand away, and Master <laughs> Wado just opened and slapped Desperado in the face. I don't think he looked terrible on this. 
Maserato. I think he looked like he could go with these guys. He's definitely not at the same level, but he's getting there. He still looks like a fucking weirdo, though. Chris, look. He's just too goofy looking. Yeah, he's funny looking. I think you guys know that we can move on. All right. FDR versus IWGB Tag Team Championship. FTR defeated the United Empire team of Je- uh, Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, who sold his knee the whole match. Um, so FDR has had this title now for... Since Forbidden Door, did they? No. When did FDR win the title? Do we remember? Was it all out? I thought it was Forbidden Door. Yeah, I thought that was it. Forbidden Door? So we're talking about six months? That's when they won the title. I think this is like the third time they defended it. <laughs> and they win. Uh, the crowd seemed kind of flat for this. Well, they were they were popping up for Great Ocon, but it seemed kind of flat. Brandon, thoughts? This could be one of those things that, like, in 10 years, if you're subscribed to New Japan World and you're like, oh, this is cool. Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon against these two. I never knew that this match happened. But in the moment, I, it landed flat with me as well. I was like... Whatever. These yeah, guys. they didn't really do it for me. I don't know why. You know, they we get this talk like FDR is some of the greatest wrestlers in the world, which I do enjoy them in their own little environment. But when they went over there, I don't think they're as big a deal. I don't think their name carries as much weight in Japan and the whole match itself. Like, like are they supposed to be the baby faces in this? I know why. It, because like some some of the shit is just generic as hell. And when it's the American crowd and they're like, but this is. Uh, skilled pro wrestling, it plays well, but everybody over there does that. It's not new to them to have a tag team that's like talented and and executes on what they're supposed to do. Yeah, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, the only good thing coming out of this is that you didn't get a situation where FTR picks up the IWGP titles and then wrestles for them twice and then drops them. So maybe we'll get more out of them. Maybe we'll get something better next time. Yeah. But uh, this was kind of meh. Yes. And like you said, it's 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 uh, you know, I think a lot of it has to to do with um, when you watch them here, it's the constant selling on why it's good that they're doing what they're doing. Right. Oh, they're just old. They're old school. They're like Orin and Tully. You send that to Japan and it doesn't carry as much weight like Brandon said. Yeah. I was excited for this. It was fun, but it wasn't. I don't know. It was okay. It's just, you know, it was kind of a, it was a spot to, you needed a kind of a come down, I think, before this next match, which I fucking loved. I think the come down was fucking the Okada match with Stunk, which we're not going to talk about, but. All right, main event time. IWGP US uh, Heavyweight Championship. Will Ospreay defeats Tetsu Naito in 30 minutes. Brandon, thoughts? Too, yeah, thir- I mean, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. 30 minutes is just too much Will Ospreay for me, so I faded during this. Uh, interesting thing to me coming out of it is, like, Naito looks so good again. I don't know what they're worried about with him, but he's, like, I don't know, kind of sliding past his prime here and just, like, falling into that third, fourth place spot again where it feels like they have one of the, I don't know what the list is. I don't know off the top of my head under 10 guys for sure that you could be like, this is the most interesting pro wrestler in the world mm-hmm. at any moment. And he's, and they're not using him like that. Chris thoughts. Well, I mean, you know, not everybody can be on top all the time. So some dudes have to take a couple steps back every once in a while to get storylines going for other people. Um, bird boy's starting to grow on me. I'm with you. 
I'm over. You know, I'm over putting um, him down. I still yeah. think that he uh, makes stupid faces and grunts too much. Which is oh, my, maybe he'll stop doing that at some point. He's getting older. His everything about him is there's it, he's a dickhead, which is what mm-hmm. his character is. But he's really good in the ring, and he doesn't have bad matches no matter where the fuck he is. We watched him in AEW having good matches. We watched him in here and having good matches. Like he always has good matches against everyone. Can I ask you this? Yo. So I'm getting a feeling maybe you'd be able to point this out. Maybe if I'm right or I'm wrong, but I'm first of all, he's much bigger. Yes. Physically he's up. Yeah. much larger. We're seeing that with Zack Sabre Jr. Too. He's bulking up too. Um, he also, he is much more hard hitting than he was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, what's kind of, kind of getting it over to me. It's the reason why, um, I never was in the ricochet. Right. You know, it's just nothing. He never sold anything and he just ran in place before he ran away like Fred Flintstone and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, what's the name? Did the same stuff. Um, Will Ospreay did the same stuff. He doesn't seem to be doing any of that anymore. Um, so yeah, I don't, you know, he's much more entertaining than he was before. So I'm kind of getting behind him. I think the idea be- behind their whole, like when they were smaller, was that they were kind of doing superheroes in the rings kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Which, I mean, that works more in a Lucha Libre setting, which is why Prince Puma was so fucking intriguing back those days. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to when it's supposed to be a battle, when it's less, uh, you know, masks and flair, when it's like what we're talking about in the New Japan, in New Japan world where it's supposed to be like a competition, you kind of have to cast that aside, or else you're forever a junior. And once, since he bulked up and he went heavy, I think he's changed a lot. And I am no longer hating him as much as I did. <laughs> he's kept his mouth shut. I don't follow him on social media, so I don't see any of that shit. And uh, like Brandon said, fucking Tetsuya Naito, man. The guy is fucking amazing. This match was fucking fantastic. I love this match. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. No, 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 because I'll, I'll say mine afterwards. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, you guys go ahead. Yeah, Chris. No, just to Brandon's point before, I mean, you know, we're going to name probably my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And he was fucking tremendous at, at being a, he was a tremendous, he's a tremendous wrestler, but he's tremendous at telling stories in a ring. Tanahashi, Tanahashi was, was, you know, the best. And then he was, he floats back. And then every time you think like he's getting near the end of his run and they're not going to be able to, they should use him now because they're not going to have another run with him. He comes back and does another five years and right. kills it. So, you know, I mean, it's it's just a matter of, like I said, not everybody can be on top all the time. So these guys have to take roles. Sometimes they have to lose to get other guys out of them. You know, I mean, I would assume that you're going to see either. I doubt you would see. I think you would see Switchblade fall to the undercard before you see Okada fall to the undercard. And I think that you might be seeing maybe an Osprey. Let's put him up top as a heel against Okada. Because it's safe to say, for lack of a better word, I mean, he's their, I don't want to say Noki, but he's kind of like their Hulk Hogan. He's the conqueror of evil all the time, even when he was a bad guy. So it's almost like you're going to have Okada at top and you just keep kind of putting heels up there and then bringing them back down, let them feud with somebody else, put another heel up there. So you have your guys. You can always have Naito, can always work heel. He can show up. You know, the only one that doesn't work heel, and really, I mean, at this point in his career, doesn't, shouldn't be there anyway, is Tanahashi. He's the only one that's like baby face all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, I, I think they might just be rotating and they might be in a point in which you're going to start rotating a new, uh, 
foreign heel, right? Right. Brokata the Conqueror eventually. Yeah. yeah, eventually Jonah may come in too. But in order to do that, you got to get the guys that you like have to go down the card. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can be in the main event. Okada did it for a couple of years when he was Balloon Okada. Um, okay, so after the match. Brandon, final thoughts on this? No, you're at, What do we got? Uh, after the match, we get um, the returning Shota Umino comes out. He's got a, he's got a full Jumbotron. He's got really dry blonde hair. He's wearing all white. He's carrying the the uh, John Moxley jacket with him. Comes to the ring. He challenges Will Ospreay. Takes him out. Takes out all of uh, of uh, the United Empire. He runs outside the ring. He does a fucking John Moxley walk through the crowd. We see where he get you know like he does the whole swagger. The arms gets in the crowd. He's standing on some chairs. That's who we're getting. We're getting him at uh, New Japan Stardom Crossover. We're getting Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino, the returning young lion, now full-time. So we got uh, Shota Umino back. We've got Ren Narita back. we got some young guys, man. All of a sudden, I'm fucking really excited. I talked about it last week. We were talking about like well, reasons to get excited about New Japan. I think young guys coming in is one reason. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they have to realize that. that like Chris said, it's the same fucking roster every time that you go. It would be crazy if they weren't aware of that. Um, if you're going to jack somebody's uh, stuff that they're currently doing, the, the John Moxley style walk through the crowd, rock star, eh, there's room for two of those, in my opinion, in the world of pro wrestling. It's right. plenty interesting. Chris, thoughts? I mean, it just gives you somebody to look forward to again. So he can go up there with uh, who were we talking about earlier, uh, Ren Narita. Mm-hmm. Some young guys that you can look forward to getting better, better because they had to when it was Show and Yo, and they flatlined yeah. quickly. And so Master Watto too didn't turn out the way they wanted. No, <laughs> trash bag. They have another Can't guy, another guy it. part of their um, career. There's a couple of uh, guys in that were re- wrestling in the U.S. that might come over too. I think Clark Connors is one of them, but. Uh, they have a guy named Yoda Suji, which you guys might remember him. Um, he's in Britain. I think he's going to wrestle in Mexico now, which was always his dream. He's on. He, I think he's the next one to come back. So you get three. I mean, it's seeing how they pan out. That's three wrestlers that all of a sudden are thrown in there. Three, you know, made in Japan, made in New Japan wrestlers are probably going to be around for the future, which is pretty exciting. Pay attention. That does beg the question, though, that to ask this question. Uh, Will Ospreay's facing Shota Umino at New Japan Stardom Crossover. Brandon, does Will Ospreay drop the title and move on to something more important? Not quote-unquote a more important, a bigger match at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know. I mean, I... I could see him losing in a strange way. Uh, obviously, there, he's getting a lot of steam behind him. If you guys are picking on, up on it, I don't know that I'll ever get there with him. But mm-hmm. it, it certainly seems like bigger and better is the direction. I don't know if that means a loss, uh, you know, right before Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Uh, Chris, thoughts? What do you think? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because then it gives you opportunities for a lot more to go on, right? So if you have an Osprey lose the title. Then now you have two new people wrestling for that title, and then you have something new to do with Osprey. 
you know, it kind of opens opens things up a little bit more. There's I still, wouldn't be surprised if he lost. There's still, like, possibly Kenny Omega versus Osprey, which was teased a while ago before all the bullshit with AW. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think if, if I had the uh, counterpart clear in my mind, it would it would make a lot more sense. But if that's what it is, the other I don't know if we're we're done with this now. The other thing I'm interested in, which I could have talked about earlier, was the potential Danielson Shibata if that could come into play here. Yeah, does that happen in U.S. soil or does that happen in Japan? That's a good question. Since we already teased around about the fact that we think that maybe New Japan doesn't want Shibata wrestling for them. They're too chicken shit. I have no idea. It just seems like why would you do that if not? Yeah. No, it's a good theory. Because he's not there. <laughs> Speculation. Yeah. yeah. Here's a new. Here's an, another point too. Like if anybody thinks that that any suspensions or anything that you know somebody like uh, uh, that Kenny Omega would be serving with AEW wouldn't be immediately lifted if they saw a major dollar sign on the horizon. They're yeah. out of their fucking mind. Yeah. I, like they don't they don't do they do nothing in in professional wrestling. Nothing is done on principle. Unless there's a non complete non compete clause. Well, they'll, yeah. What I'm saying is, is if it, they can all make money, they will. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, okay, you serve your suspension. Well, I guess because you notice they haven't the told, over, right? they haven't told anyone what actually is going on. Right, they're not going. So to. now this is like, it's this wrestling. is like, oh, you know, he served the suspension. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> right? wrestling. We're never going to find out. The real we're story. never going to find out. Which, let me tell you something. Good. I don't yeah. want to fucking know. I don't want to know you. So I want to watch a dumb TV show and move on. Yeah. All right, final thoughts you on could, that show before we, we're going to talk about Tag League real quick. Brandon. To that point, you could also zoom out and be like, you know, going back to that Forbidden Door pay-per-view, as of the week, we were pretty confident that New Japan wasn't going to send Okada or their top guys over for that. They did. Um, I would assume they would want something in return. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, like I said, the, 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 um, your, uh, your values get thrown out the window as soon as money's involved. Right. Tanahashi, also a guy that has nothing to do with Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I would assume it was going to be CM Punk. But who knows what's going on there? Obviously, litigation is going on there. So I don't think CM Punk's ever coming back. So there goes your big money match there. We got guys like Jericho, who's worked with them before. John Moxley's worked with them before. And I was going to ask, so what do we do with Tetsuya Naito? Ladies and gentlemen, here's your World Tag League lineups. Here we go. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toro Yano. Huh. Bishamon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, former champs. All right, we got Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. They are uh, young lions. I think they're ready for them to get called up. Tetsuya Naito and Sonata. The Great O'Carney and Aaron Hanare because Jeff Cobb is quote-unquote injured. We got Aussie Open. The return of TMDK, uh, Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. Very good as a tag team. Not so great solo. Do you guys remember them from uh, NXT? Yeah, is it, is it the same two guys? TK71 or whatever the hell they were? Uh, yeah. TM69? TM6619? TM416. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do remember. Was that what their actual names were? Uh, yeah, the Mighty Don't Neal. The Mighty no. Don't Neal, but what were their their names? They didn't I don't use those what names. Their names were. No, Mikey Nichols yeah, and Shane was, Hayes here. Yeah. 
They were probably like, uh, Johnny Stacks and <laughs> Shane I'll, I'll, with a Y. Shane, it was Hatred. Shane, something Miller, Nick Miller. Nick Miller and Bobby Coors. And Shane something. <laughs> but they were, they the one guy, I mean, let's call it what it is, the, the one that's not as attractive. Might said, fuck this, I want to go back to Australia. Yeah. And he left. Yeah. And then the other guy, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller. There you go. And the other guy was um, one of the the gang. The the fucking the purge people. Yeah. T Bar. What what Snowball, Vince McMahon thought the uh, Black Lives Matter protests were all about. <laughs> smashing <laughs> smashing things and running away. That's who they were. T Bar and Snowball. Yep. Snowball. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Who cares? Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. Lance Archer's back in. Minoru Suzuki's back. Bad Luck Fallet and Chase Owens, former champs. No, that, they're always good. And more importantly, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Notice the IWGP Tag Team Champions. The guys that complain that they are never on television and don't work enough. FTR, nowhere to be seen. World Tag League. Brandon thoughts. Are you excited about World Tag League? Look at that. Right on time, I came back. Jimmy doesn't have his, his uh, screen up, no, but at a chocolate lab that was a little bit bitey trying to come in here. Had it run for a second. World Tag League is like a uh, – might as well be New Japan strong to me. I just don't think I, I ever plan on watching it, to be yeah. honest with you. So to my point with Naito, interesting place to use one of the guys that, that could be at the top of their card. I don't know that the New Japan roster is such a uh, – path of riches that they can just do that with a guy like that but they're going to chris thoughts you excited just as uh the sands of the hour leo rush will never fucking be anywhere close to ray mysterio i will never be anywhere close to being interested in world tag league yeah wrestle kingdom's coming though baby i'm ready yeah i mean this is their holdover right let's give you a bunch of matches with dudes in them and uh but this has always been a dog since I've been watching New Japan, World Tag League's sucked. Yeah, it stinks. It always does. It wasn't the Kingdom. Yeah, the Kingdom was in it. In now, okay. now I believe the Kingdom is in AEW. They are in AEW. Yeah. Very exciting times. Exciting times. Yeah. To watch AEW. That's why we talk Matt about Matt Taven that. and Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. Bennett. All right, that's all I got for uh, pro wrestling. I do have a question for you guys, though. Are you ready to start thinking about best of the year? Because it's almost there. We gotta Holy start rattling shit. our brains. I started compiling some matches, so we're gonna have to start going through some stuff, man. It's getting there. I think our plan for we change it every year. Who we're voting for, what we're doing, we'll sticks with some of these uh, some of these categories um, for this year. So last year we had best storyline. <laughs> My match of the year is fucking already fucking locked. The best newcomer. Hardest to watch, best male or female, old per, best old person flop. I think we might be getting rid of that this year. Saki Danaki, that's the Saki Danaki Award. Best match, best show. We might get rid of t- best Twitter, too. So there you go. We, uh, we haven't been on Twitter that much. Nah, I go on Twitter all the time, but it's just... I just read. Yeah. I don't post anything. It hasn't been as part of much of the show, as I mean. No, no, we don't. We barely ever talk about it anymore. Because it's fucking Can I give you a hint? Biggest bite? Biggest bite of the year? Biggest bite of the year. (laughs) 
Can I give you a hint of what I think the best match of the year is? No, save it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't say anything. Are you about to put on a song by the Minutemen? No, it's going to be... <laughs> oh, okay. I thought for sure he's going somewhere else. That's right. Let's not do it. I think we do. We each submit one, and then if if the category warrants... Rick's a long-time partner. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. I wasn't going to play it, but you said it, so it had to come yeah. out. <laughs> come on. I'm going to wrestle again. You guys bought that, right? What's that? Fucking right. You guys bought that fucking that's penny. Right. Remember, it was 20 I bucks, but it ended up being that. 40 bucks or something. Like Bro, that. it was worth every fucking penny. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I haven't. It was Dude, the world's worst wrestling card that worth every time. All right. Look at that. Look at those flowers on her fucking arms. Her back has scars on it. Does it move or no? No. So it's a statue. Stationary, yeah. It's not an action figure. No, no actions. No Don't action. touch. I'm, I feel bad touching it right now. She's got, like, perfect, like, all her scars are the right ones. I'm going to go on, I got a picture of her, with her back showing. I'm going to go and measure them, make sure they're all right. Or else I'm going to send it back and want to demand, demand a refund. That's how it's tight. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I joke around, but I would never criticize what somebody else spends their their cash on. Go yeah, for it, have fun, dude. Yeah, have fun with your money. We only have it for we only have it for as long as we're alive. Then the government takes it all. There you go. All right. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Uh, Start thinking about Mastriano best wins. of year. Uh, yeah, Doug Mastriano. He's gonna no, marriage is the oldest sacrament <laughs> ever and cannot be. It's for seven thousand years. Well, we're we're, we're back. We're back on this, so I'm going to share something I received. Uh, Doug Mastriano? No, by somebody. Cause, so there's definitely, you know, where where I'm employed, mm-hmm. there is a line of old guys, young guys. And me being the Gen Xer, I hug that line, right? I'm in between those things. I tend to lean more towards the youth for no other reason than it just pisses the old people off. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've been making fun of political ads, not like the old folks are going, I can't believe they're, and they're right. Get them off the fucking TV. Nobody wants to see them, especially during a fucking football or baseball game. Get them off. Let us forget. I can't watch anything on YouTube without getting six of them. Right. So I do agree with that. But they complain, and I do. John Fetterman can't tie his tie. <laughs> John Fetterman never paid property taxes. I thought he lived in his parents' house for 47 years. He That's lived in his why. parents' house. No taxes. House parents. No parents. He wears a sweatshirt. You know, that kind of shit. Yep. Well, you get them via text message sometimes. Oh, yeah, I get them. I oh, haven't I gotten did. this year, thank God. But I know people that have gotten them at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah, same here. Let me so see a friend of mine awesome. sent Go me ahead. one, and it was – I'm assuming – I know that this is a parody of one, but it said, this is Democrats for change. Vote now. Mehmet Oz is a, <laughs> is a mamut. Mumra leprosy bitch. He talks funny and rubs snake oil on. <laughs> this is what's going on here. This is exactly what they're watching. I lo- we laugh. The what we always laugh at is Joe Biden 
crime is out of control. It's like... <laughs> yeah, machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking guns in people's faces. I love it. You got to learn to enjoy Fetterman it. thinks you're stupid, James. This is a personalized one. Oh, wow. He wants to raise your taxes even though he failed to pay his own at least 67 times. What does that mean? He's only like 47 years old. Learn more about his radical ideas and reckless plans for Pennsylvania here at 22win.com. America is on the line, James. Should I answer? Is, 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 is any of this going to leave me in a situation unless that I'm less fucked than I am right now? I, don't, I really don't think it is. <laughs> James, face the facts. John, John sorry. John Mox, John Moxley, just hey, say it, go with John, John Moxley. Moxley. John Moxley would be the most out-of-touch radical politician in the Senate. I'm not going. He wants to raise your taxes, James. There you go. It is so funny to go. I, don't, I, I didn't know, know that they did Senate debates, but it is so funny to even go on a Senate debate and go, the first thing he says, Hello, everybody. Good night. Good night. And then and then go on afterwards and be like, that wasn't a big fucking deal. He's right. like, now he has a new wave of ads. It's like that even didn't even matter that I did that. It's like, are you sure? Oh my so what? I had a stroke. It's like so oh, this fun. is the new the new. <laughs> <life."> <laughs> I had I had I had the guy. The, the, listen, the guy has a stroke, and then he does like within a short period after the stroke does shit that people who have had a stroke recently do on the regular. Yeah. And you're going to pretend that this guy didn't have a stroke. It's like, it's be like all right. whoever's well, they're not pretending he didn't have a stroke. They're like, he'll be okay. Pushed off a cliff. Just give him a little time. <laughs> it's like you're parading this guy out there. He's probably, uh, uh, what, uh, where am I? Where am I? Uh, you know, his wife, his dog's name, his dog, his wife's name. I had somebody say to me, they're like, well, it's not that he, he can't understand what's being said to him. It's just that he can't articulate it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's called that's, not being understood. That sounds like half the job. Yeah. That's <laughs> not <laughs> understanding. Yeah. It's like, he's it's, it's listening. As it's like, what do you think, John? <laughs> what do you think about John? What do you think, John? Fetterman? He writes down a piece of paper and just says, far poopies. And it's like, no, if you John, guys are John, bartending and someone's like, it's not that like, if, if somebody can't say something to you at the bar, the fact that they could understand you asking them if they want another drink, but they just can't say it. That they're still fucking drunk and they don't need another. <laughs> I just need something else, sir. <laughs> he just can't understand me. He's saying yes. He's saying yes. He's saying yes. He's not drunk. He's oh, just speaking of which, can't... we uh we like to talk about poop here. And my we first sure floor shitter at Lorraine Bar. Oh, nice. Friday night. Oh. It took a long time. Yeah, it took a while. Um. I had a wall shitter, which I theorized, this was before, I theorized someone was sitting on the toilet seat, slipped while the shit was coming out, and it squirted between that small space between the seat and the bowl onto the wall, like in a line. This person, um, bartender, told me, like, this weird guy just came out of nowhere and was like, hey, all right, everybody, how you doing? How's the feelings? All right, see you later, and left. And they were all like, did you see that guy come in? <laughs> He's like a whirlwind. And they went and checked the bathroom, and there was dookie butt on the floor. Give me some more. They asked me what to do, as if I was supposed to go and take care of it. Fucking clean it. That's what to do. Put some rubber gloves on, clean it up, spray it with bleach, and make sure you scrub it later on. 
Okay. <laughs> what do we do was, here? Fix it. I don't know. Was Clean it, it I'm solid. Your parent. I'm your boss. Do it. Was it solid? Yeah, it was a solid turds. I've cleaned many he had to hold on to the, He probably had to hold on to the toilet for support while he was pushing it out like, Aah! You know that smells so bad, too. Poop out of water. Without water? Insane. That's awful. I've told you about me shitting in the Little cold. Fucker. Oh, my God. One of the worst experiences of my life, my own shit. Shit in a box, <laughs> box covered in socks. Let but, me uh, ask you this, Jim. Good. Yes. When you did it, call the guard. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> I'm going back to my memory banks of Jim having to do anything remotely similar to this. Mm-hmm. So oh, I got to get away from my mic here. Hold on. I'll push it all the way back here. So be I'm assuming that there was a lot of. <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it smells up. <laughs> I will. I did not. I was very professional about it until I had to. Uh, you have to manually use a, this probe and get a sample and stick it into a liquid and twist it. And when I had to go into it and separate the the outer shell, and then immediately as you pull it apart, it's like hairy. It's like an old fucking avocado. Oh man! It's like you're pulling it apart, and I was just like, ow! And then I had to put it into a little jar, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm all done." Wrapped it up. I was like, "Have fun with this." Of course, the uh, the shipping went somewhere else, and it probably landed on someone's front step. They never got it. <laughs> so, congratulations. Sent it to the Wawa on Air Mingo by accident. I <laughs> sent it to the Rain Bar ca- uh, toilet right next to it. This ain't mine. Chris, have you ever uh, almost shit yourself doing jujitsu? Well, I would imagine that that would. That's the type of exercise that would work one right out of me. Mm. I wouldn't say. I mean, it depends on what almost is. Uh, no. No. I'm surprised it isn't more of a problem. Just like guys at, at the end of their day or early in the morning, especially you have a coffee yeah. and then you're just like rolling, working your ass off, really focused on trying to get your elbow out and just like. Nah. I can't get anything no. done before 10 a.m. because I have to wait you, for the process. The proceeds, Mount Heaven. So I would assume that, like, it's like you got – there's a level of I, – I ain't going to be the one that shits his pants. So you're, <laughs> you're hyper aware of that. If yeah, you if feel that you may team. have to crap mm. your pants, go to the you, – you, you, and I'm sure everybody in that room is like, I may have to poop. I'm going to the bathroom to make sure. Yeah, you know, take a dude. So, <laughs> it's like yeah, hyper, not, everyone's hyper aware of that. Yeah, you're hyper. Are you going to be the guy that shits his pants on a mat? Yes. You'll never live that down. Fuck yeah. I'll be poopy butt. Jimmy Poopy Butts. Laughing. We don't. I mean, dude, I know. <laughs> Greasy stain. Some, I, would, I would just, I would die. I would die if somebody. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to stop laughing. Whenever he gets up and he runs away, he would just stand over the poop smear laughing my ass up in tears. <laughs> no, all white gee. Oh, the gear. Fucking hands on my knees. And it's yeah. a thick material, so it ain't going nowhere. It's in your right, pants. Right, right. Oh, in your paint you would just think I, one of those like uh, evening beginners classes. Some guy would show up and just be like, oh, "I had 17 espressos today." Yeah, it could be. I'm sure in that, but man, I would never. No, yeah. no. If I'm anywhere near it, I'm like, nah, dude, no." I yeah. Uh, and here's the other doing, thing. When I, I was think... doing it. I was uh, when I was doing jujitsu. They uh, I went to a place where there was it was after people got done work. They went some stinky boys in there, man. But. 
buy a fucking butt wipe. Give yourself a, a little fucking, <laughs> give yourself a freshening up, you know, before yeah, you go. Me, I smell dirt. like I, fucking magic. That guy runs a dirty fucking gym. That's why I'm going to here more. There you go. All right. Anything else to talk about? No, nah, I think man. we're good. All right, good. All right, next week we're going to do something positive. You know what we're going to do? I don't know yet. I'm going to think of something positive to talk about. I think we're being I think we're pretty positive. We're positive this episode. We've got to look forward to things for next year. Also, I mean, we, bottomed, we, have we bottomed some, out pretty hard last week. Yeah, last, week what it is. Was, last week was the rant episode. Yeah. That was well, you know, I mean, they, they're giving Sometimes us nothing. And uh, we made decisions. I haven't watched AEW. I watched that one match. That was it. I'll give it another you know? shot. I'm with, Tonight, um, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida are facing Mesa Ruga and Emmy uh, yeah, Soccer. I'll watch it. I ca- I'll catch. I'll mostly watch the YouTube shit when I see somebody I like. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go check it out. It's a fucking. It's less than ten minutes. The match. You can skip through it. It's on YouTube, so you can just. It's not fat double. Putting on double time on fucking Comcast and waiting for it to get through. Missing a commercial, having to back up. Man, I fucking hate Comcast so much. It's the pits. It's all the pits. Yeah. I haven't given up on AEW. I think it'll, I think it'll come back, but I don't know. I haven't given up on anything. I just have I have a lot of demands on my time right now. Yes. Yeah, and that's very low on the fucking list of priorities. If also, you stick we, it on there, we don't want this to I be can... a job for us. We want to have fun doing it. Right. I mean, I don't want exactly. to do I don't want to feel like, oh, fuck. Like, if I'm sending you something, if I'm sending you a link, it's either funny or it's really good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sending you a link and being like, hey, we, we have to push through and watch uh, fucking three hours of Raw. No. Uh, just fuck just for that fucking uh, Oscar and uh, EO Sky promo. But you got to watch the whole show. Got to have an opinion on everything. Like, give me a fucking break. Right? It's supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun for the listeners, too, not listen to us go, that stinks. That guy stinks. Everybody fucking stinks. And then when it does stink, we're going to tell you it stinks. If you don't agree, I don't tell you. Yeah, if it, the, the people that put out wrestling content for every show every week and like it are lying. They're lying. They're, they're lying. So I'm, we're not going to do that. Or they're mentally ill. One of the two. I don't know how people, like, you know, I, I follow a lot of people that watch Joshi. I don't know how people watch Raw every week. They watch... Hours of Joshi on fucking, like, illegal streams. Then they watch Raw. They have opinions on that. They got opinions on SmackDown. It's like, where the fuck are y'all finding time? Do you leave the house? Go touch grass, brother. Go do something. Stop ordering fucking fast food. Make yourself a meal. Yeah, then they go to the doctor, and it's like, boy, you have developed some serious chronic illnesses. Son, how much soda are you drinking? Your asshole is bloated. I've cut down to diet. <laughs> I love they get it over the toilet. Their butthole looks like a wind chime. All those hemorrhoids <laughs> hanging down out of there. Ding 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 ding. Fucking hemorrhoid. <laughs> you can't tell the difference between their nuts and their hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, can we? I think that's it. I think that's the last. Of the, I think we're done for today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. And join us here every week on Wrestling is Hard. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe, and follow. Tell your friends. Tell more of your friends if you enjoy us. If you think we're funny, tell more of your friends. We need more listeners, more subscriptions. 
I need ad money to pay for this year's fucking uh, uh, hosting fees because I can't afford it anymore. Everybody, Chris, I am Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Mm-hmm.